You are listening to the Jai and Ollie Show with Jai Hitchcock and Ollie Holmes. Here we go. We're live. We've got the point. <laughs> um, hello. One job. Yeah, one job. Point on time, and, and he's not done it. But anyway, welcome uh, to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Bit of a different show tonight, as um, we haven't got a guest, as you can see. There's nobody sat to the left hand side of me. Um, so me um, and myself and the average, uh, smaller than average height man, Jai, that's you, um, we'll be doing a more interactive show with the listeners. So um, get in touch in the comment section. Uh, Jai's got it in front of him. He can see what's going on when he knows what he's doing with his laptop. Uh, we'll get the messages passed across and, and, and answers and we'll get you more involved tonight. And also uh, the show is sponsored again tonight by DMP Fabrications and Solo Sheeting Limited. So... Uh, get in touch for any of your fabricating needs or roofing needs on info at dpfabricators.com. Um, but yes, uh, how you doing, Jay? Thanks, man. That was the longest intro ever. And any more stuff like that, you'll be doing the show alone. But um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> good to be back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I don't even know who sings that, but I thought I'd bust that out. I don't even think anybody's ever sang that. Yeah, I don't know who sings it, but whatever. <laughs> Let's get into it. Twelve people viewing us. Let's get involved. Here we go. Um, right, we'll we'll bang straight into uh, the results from the weekend. And first game on the agenda is um, OKR Leeds Rhinos. This was a Thursday night game on Sky. Forty-five twenty-five to Leeds. Now, after Leeds's win last week against um, against us. Yep. With a Brad Dwyer uh, drop goal. And we had um, Brad in the studio, so I, th- I seriously thought, here we go, Leeds are going to win. Well, so well, I, I thought this would have been the kickstart for Leeds as, um, for the rest of Leeds' season, but, wow, okay, I pulled out um, a great first-half performance. Yeah, um, and if, if it's not for Conrad Hurrell, I yeah. mean, there's some real trouble. Four tries yeah. in the losing side, yeah. away from home. I mean... <laughs> I can't really quite get a grip on Leeds. They sort of remind me of um, Catalan's 2017-esque. But um, look, pff, something needs to happen there. They made a good signing, Ava Sayamunafungo. Uh, yeah, you say that again? Of mine. Ava Sayamunafungo. Is, is that, if you genuinely got that right? That, it yeah. sounds right. Do you know why? Because uh, I played with him at West and... Um, I actually called him Arva some funny guy for about <laughs> <laughs> for about two years. How but, um, did he take that though? No, nah, not too well. Um, no, nah, look, he's a, good, he's a good bloke. He's a good player. Um, I think he'll slot straight into that Leeds team. And, but yeah, they need something, don't they? Well, it's, it's a prop forward. He's a Kiwi. Uh, it's, well, he's from New Zealand. I don't know if he's played for Kiwis. I don't think no, I, don't I think he's played for some. Uh, right. Um, but yeah, not 100%. Um, well, I signed him on a two-year deal from Cronulla. Uh, well, two and a half year deal from Cronulla, um, and rumours circulating that Trent Menning won't be coming back. As this sort of this news gives it a bit of fuel. Yeah, nah. Look, <laughs> Trent Menning seems like a pretty genuine bloke. I don't know why he'd just stay over there. He's obviously got some family issues, and there's a problem going on over there. He needs to be there. And look, family comes first at the end of the day. Um, Rugby is a really small thing when uh, family issues get involved, isn't it? Well, it is, but like I said, it, it seems like a decent, genuine bloke. He's played every game for him this year, and I, I, I can't see him walking out on. Um, yeah, I think it's being fueled by Australian media as well. And if there's one thing you should know about Australian media, uh, it's all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, 
big result for KR anyway. Leeds, obviously, still on four points, I believe, this year. Yeah, and KR have got a lot of people to come back. Yeah, well, if you look inside that uh, OKR squad as well, there's been a couple of media outlets that have uh, highlighted this point that I think there were six ex-Leeds players in that KR squad. So you've got Sean Lunt, uh, as time, that, I mean, that was a few years ago, but Sean Lunt, Danny Maguire, Jimmy Kainos, Mitch Garbert. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the total of six, six ex-Leeds players in there come back to aren't Leeds. Yeah, and look, is it from a specific cost point of view... Is, wouldn't it have been easy to keep Mitch Garbett instead of signing? You know, you've got Trent Merrin now, you've got Arvis Salmon and Fungo. They aren't short of spending cash, and something needs to change. And if it's, it has to be, it, it has to be wins. That's the only thing that could happen for them, without them getting totally slated. Yeah. Well, anyway, on OKR, um, they're in a mess out there on on in regards to picking up two points. So they're playing well. They nearly beat Saints last week, so. Yeah, and it's a tough place to go, KO. If they get mate, if they get some bodies back, I can't see why they can't make a bit of a surge up the ladder. Yeah, and I think that. Well, I, I think they're definitely a dangerous team, KO. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how how they kick on from here. Um, next next fixture on the on the list is Cass Wigan. Yeah, we beat Wigan thirty eight twenty eight. Um, did you watch the game? Yeah, mate. What a comeback! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting six months for that. Um, <clears throat> no, let's talk serious for a second. I can't believe I fell for it. Um, no, look, I've got what a comeback. I'm really warm now. Yeah, I'm no. really warm. <laughs> You're under the pump. Hey, what a comeback from Cass. Um, that's the best game I've seen them play this year. Well, best half I've seen you play this yeah. year. Um, you just come out of the blokes like a dead horse again. But, um, yeah, I don't know how to feel. You played in it. Yeah, well, I thought during the first half, we'll look at the first half, um, and, and looking at that to start with, how, how we felt going in at halftime, I felt that we were, we were probably the better team and probably eight out of ten departments. They were just, they'd scored a couple of breakaway tries on our right. Now our right edge is obviously leaking a, leaking a bit of points at the minute and, and and it's been addressed by us. It's probably been addressed by every team looking at us at the minute and then that's probably the go-to edge if, if a team's going to be attacking us. And um, I thought the first half, Gildart pulled... Um, Toyota go those pants down a couple of times, and 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 that that's no disrespect disrespect to uh, Toyo, but he's he's a young lad. He's not played centre that much this year. Um, yeah, and he's been chucked in again against an, an England centre who's probably in the form of his career at the minute, and, and he's playing really well. Now you look at the first half performance compared to the second half performance from Toyota Godo, completely different. We'd had a word with him, told him that he needs to get up up, up in front of the line a little bit more and cut his time down, cut Gildart's time down. And I thought he did that in the second half a lot better. And then that showed the dominance in the rest of his performance, just rolled him down the field. And I thought I thought that was a massive, massive win for this. Just come from 20-0 down as well. Yeah, like on Toyo, it's always going to be tough to fill that centre spot. I mean... Uh, he ran for th- he ran for uh, Gildart 315 metres the, f- the previous week yeah and he probably wouldn't have been far off in that game but look just on Toyo he's a young fella he's still learning a lot I'm I'm happy to see him get that game and I'm stoked to see him get that try at the end it was a little bit of a booster for him because he was obviously um, 
It wasn't even that he was playing bad, mate. You're up against someone that's class and it's just a one-on-one miss and you know, yeah. it leads to points at a high level. So, look, I'm happy for him to get that try at the end and I just think he's going to grow in confidence. I hope he gets a bit more game time and um, good luck to him, the old uh, heavy shotgun. Yeah, well, I think from his second half, performance i think that that compared to his first half will give him a massive boost in confidence yeah. because he's then he then didn't come out of that game thinking and oh, look i just can't defend players yeah, like he that got because a, like he did it in the second half yeah he got a match try and it took it took some um character kahunas oh it took some kahunas to um scoot in that corner because listen if he got dragged in the touch there <laughs> get off yeah it, it, well it put us in front and um we managed to show that now um I'm well aware that Wigan had a younger squad out in that game. You know, they're missing the Lachlan Flower Club, all from um, their usual middle starting players. You know, two props there, a Lachlan at loose forward. And, and Wigan are a completely different team with them players in there. I mean, that's no disrespect to Wigan's younger players because, you know, they played well. But um, I think we exploited their middle. We said that at half time. And we felt like we were still doing it in the first half. We are rolling them down the middle. And second half, we just blitzed them down the middle. And I thought... You know that that's probably one of the best comebacks I've I've been involved in. Yeah, and the uh, Cass faithful um, they gave Zach a bit of stick, didn't he? And he missed every goal. So there you go. He did get a bit of stick. I, I completely forgot about uh, Zach to be honest about re- reviewing his return to the jungle. But um, he did a speech after the game actually, and he was <laughs> you could see that was still hammering him because he was smirking. Well, in the I'd seen of. he uh, he got escort. He, he, obviously, he was on. Um, Obviously, he did the interview and he got he got escorted off after his interview and I just thought, that's a bit drastic, isn't it? What's somebody going to be doing here? I mean, there were a couple of flares thrown on the pitch, which we do not endorse, by the way. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think he got a bit of stick, but I think the put is put him off on his uh, goal kicks and it might have... Well, it did have an effect on the final result. I mean, if we hadn't got that uh, try right on the sort of the last play of the arse, it, it, it would have been down to goal kicks. And Pete Matauti had actually stepped up for the first time. Yeah. He's far from far. That looked, that was a big fluke that, eh? I, yeah, well, he's come out and said it would have been a bit fluke and I think it genuinely was. Hey, um, right, on to the next game, but just quickly, Joe, could I... Could you... I can't see the comments. <laughs> I can see him, but they just disappear. Oh, he's no idea what he's doing. I have got a Mary. Uh, a Mary. I haven't got a Mary. I've got a question from Mary. Uh, praising my triumph on Friday night. Oh, well, it's not really a question, but thanks, Mary. I'm off the nude run. I'm happy about it. Right, I'm back. You're back. Have you got some questions? Then? Yeah, I should do. Yeah, well, there's a lot of in here. Meza's listening. Hey, up, Meza. Right, first question is going to be random. I hope it's not bad. <clears throat> Thoughts on signing over from the Sharks? Well, we touched on that earlier. Mate, should have been listening. <laughs> right, do you want to jump straight into the next game so yeah. you can find a come Right, okay. He's, he's up to speed now, folks. He'll try his best. I know he's a bit slow, but... Uh, right, Wakefield 17, Uddersfield 16. Tight game between two sides. Danny Brough with a drop goal to secure another two points for Wakey, who currently sitting fourth on the table. Going under the radar for me, Wakey. Yeah, and it should be a good test for you guys. I mean, Wakey have only... The games they've lost, they've lost by four... Six and two. It's not by a lot of points, yeah. yeah. So, look, they're going well. Uh, I think, uh, actually, Bruffy came out and did some kicking at uh, the Bulls the other day. Yeah, teaching our kickers how to... What, Bruffy did? Yep. Come out for a kicking lesson. How much how much pay him for that? I didn't pay him anything because I can kick like a dream. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not sure. You'll have to ask him. A productive session? Well, I didn't even watch it. 
<laughs> so you just heard about it yeah no i seen him come in i was like oh what we've signed him sweet <laughs> um but no yeah he just took the kickers for for a little kick and uh who better to learn to well yeah exactly he's one of the best kickers in the game i mean you've um obviously been under a couple of danny bruff side bombs so. i actually said oh, i don't think i've caught a danny bruff kick so i don't think many people have i know me and greg eden definitely haven't <laughs> um David Fafita in this game scored two tries. Did you I've seen, seen him. the tries. Yep, bang, left foot step. He take well, and then he come off his right foot and come back across the line and put that Matagi um, sat him down with a big, big don't bother and um, straight straight under the stakes pretty much. Um, is he what one? Is he one of the best props in the game at the minute for you or not? Yeah, I think him and Liam Watts are up there. Yeah, and they're. <sighs> I mean, you can see how much a, a, another dimension brings to a front rower's game, like a running game and a passing game. He's quick on his feet. He's got a good left foot step. Um, difficult to stop. Very difficult to stop. Yeah, he is. Um, well, we would have got a couple of um, thoughts and comments on others' field as uh, we would have had Cruz Liam in here tonight, but we're blaming it on Simo. Um, right, Tracy Tate, who's a top fan. Okay, go on. She says... I think they should lay off Zach now. He's done his crime, he's done his fine, and he's done his time. What's your thoughts on that? Well, he's back in the game. Obviously, he won't be allowed back in the game if he was still under prejudice or what, whatever you'd want to say about it. But um, he's, he's going to get grief for as long as he's, he's going to be playing. It's, it's just That's news. It's public news. Everybody knows about it. They're going to forever... Take the chance to take a cheap shot at him. And yeah, he's never going to. He's never going to get away from that. I don't think. No, I don't think you should. I don't think anyone should um, tarnish you after you've served your ban and after you've after what's happened's happened. And but I do think when you go back to a place like Castle, yeah. or you go back to a place where you've been there and, and that's and affected happened, what then happened. You should face the wrath of the oh, crowd. Zach knew. Zach knew. Yeah. coming into that game, I got no problems with that. No, but anyone right. slating him after his serving time, then that's I don't believe in that. I think that's I, wrong. I, I think he'll forever get comments. Yeah, every club, every game, no matter where he is, apart from probably at Wigan, um, or whichever respective club is at, he'll forever be getting abuse thrown at him from from away fans. Always, it'll, ju it'll just be the case yeah. because it's just what fans do. Yeah. It's just, it's just a normal. It's what makes the game. Yeah, bigger. exactly. It's just what. It's, it's pretty what hostile. It I like. I, I wouldn't like to go back to Fev. It's a hostile environment. Well, Monas, Joel Monahan got backed it for God knows how many. By his years. own fans as well. By his own fans as well. Which turned into. A, that's kind of funny. Yeah. So I mean, bad news is always gonna, you know, generate something to talk about by fans, and sometimes it's quite funny. Yeah. Right. Um. Daryl Powell, That's fined. Commented. Oh, right. But <laughs> no, he's not commented. commented. Thinking, please, Paul, he's not watching this, is he? If he is, <laughs> if he is watching, though, I heard you're looking for a pretty rapid outside back. Nah, just joking. Well, he's representing someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. What do you think? What five, about oh, five grand? Oh, so he's been five, five grand for walking over the field against Saints. What yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. Um, is it is it a straight five grand fine or is it a suspended fine? I'd like to know who pays these fines because surely that's not off your own back. Well, um, I know in the, I think in the NRL the club subsidizes it. Well, for Ricky Stewart's sake, I hope the club subsidizes it because he's been whacked with a few ten grand fines. <laughs> well, I'm going to say. Grand. I'm going to say that... Um, go on then, Joe, what? 
It is a suspended fine. So it's just, so he doesn't actually have to pay the fine. It's a suspended five thousand pound fine. Uh, suspended for what I assume is twelve months from what it said here. What's a suspended fine? Uh, I believe it's if he does something similar again in that period, then he has, he to, has pay to pay it. the five grand. So he doesn't actually pay it. No. Oh, God, that's nothing. I'm happy for him. <laughs> I'm sure Greg Eden will have something to say about that. <laughs> So he's got a suspended fight. So he won't have to pay. I think it's highly unlikely that Paolo is going to walk across another pitch during a game, regardless of what's going on, because he's not going to be paying a t- uh, five grand fine. Yeah, Toby Griffiths has said, uh, you'll probably be playing at Jai. And I, I agree with that. I probably will. I've paid a hundred of that already, so. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just, we bumped into him today in Costa. He'd probably find you for being late there. He'd no find me for just club. being near him. Um, thoughts about the rumours of Chase Blair possibly signing? For Cass, for Cass, chasing him, chasing Chase. Right, so I've heard a little bit, uh, a little bit about this sort of today. Um, it's the first I've heard of it. I don't, don't know how much truth is behind it all, but um, I don't really know much about him. So you'll have to fill me in. Yeah, I've I've played against him. He's from up where I'm from. Um, what, it's from up near Barrowman Bay. Uh, I think he's up Tweedhead, so a little bit further up. Don't don't quote me on that. But um, no, look, he's a good player. He's big. He's about six foot four. Is it? Uh, yeah, Sent a bit up. over 100 kilos. So I don't know. He'd be, be a bit different for what Cass have had in the in the past as far as a rangy center, other than uh, Ben Crooks. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, no, I think he'd go well if he came over here. Uh, that's all so I can really say. Yeah. Him, so. It's not getting well, in over there in the NRL, so. Where's he currently at? Melbourne Storm, I believe. So who's in front of him there? Scott and Will Chambers. So you're a pretty young fella and the Queensland Origin Centre. So, you know, take no. your pick, but I don't think he's getting in there. Well, well. I think it'd be well, good. I think it'd be good. Yeah, so it might be. Well, behind the rumours anyway, I've, I've no idea how much how much there is actually behind them. But it's, yeah, it's the all first I've heard about it today. You never anyway, know. But, um, we'll go to the next game before you come out with a few more questions, Jai. Uh, Warrington, 48, London, 12. Um, Warrington, just too good. Um, yeah, this like, I'd love to see London win and I'd love to see London keep progressing, but I just think this is where not signing, uh, not signing a, a depthful squad is going to come to bite them. I think, uh, you know, they've got the two halfbacks out, so then it's two debutants straight away. I mean, that's only going to, continue in that fashion I, I just think they'll struggle towards the end of the year if they receive any more injuries if they have a full field out they can match it with the best of them um, but yeah if you know if they get any injuries you're looking at a 18, 19, 20 year old debutante that's not played in the Super League that's not experienced in the Super League and that's not conditioned to the Super League and I think against any of them top six sides you're going to you're going to have your backs against the wall from kickoff. well Danny Ward, I think, come out and said after the game that it was proud of um, proud of London's performance. I mean, going up to Warrington for the first time, London since we promoted to Super League, is um, it's a daunting task. It's a daunting task for anybody who's going to Warrington at, at this in in this stage of the season with them yeah. absolutely hammering all, all last week. Um, Warrington for me are just dangerous on every aspect of the field at the minute. Both wingers scoring tries for fun. Blake Austin scored six tries in two games. Um, Daryl Clark's causing all sorts of trouble in the middle field with the likes of Cooper and Chris Hill. And I think I, I think they're the, at the minute the most dangerous side in the comp. Yeah, and this is what I'm getting at. I mean, their replacements are 
other Super League players. I mean, you got Tom Lynham. If he doesn't play, Jake Mamo plays. He's just signed a new deal. Yeah. And Tom Lynham and Jake Mamo have just signed a new deal. Yeah, as well. and I mean, then if Charlie doesn't play, Mamo slides in, or that's just a that continues throughout a lot of their positions yeah. and all their key men are firing. All their key men are playing some really good footy. I just this is where London, I think, will go a, a little bit wrong, and you can't really blame them. You know, they don't have the same budget as, oh, as no, Warrington no and Saints and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I just think you know any injuries to key men in London's team, you're looking at a youthful debutante coming through. Unexperienced team. It's yeah. just I don't think it's gonna. I think work. this year, if if London stay up, which I think they've got every chance of doing yep. with the way that they're playing at the minute, it'll stand me in good stead for futures for the definitely in the year after because the amount of players in there that have been given the chance to play Super League has been has been phenomenal from Danny Ward and it's. And I think it's paying off. Is it's proved that the players that has got our Super League standard just hope that, that, that they can keep chalking off wins throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, now a little bit more on Blake Austin. Six tries in two games. I mean, steady away that isn't it really quality, mate. He, I mean, I said when I before he came over here, yeah. there was going to be quality. Tipped him for Man of Steel, even though everyone else was tipping him as well. But uh, he's on fire, isn't he? Absolutely. He's on fire. Yeah, he's got he's a running a game. Player. He's got a. He's a threat at the line. He's Past selections going really well. Uh, and they've just got some dangerous players around him as well. I mean, you've got Ben Murdoch with Silla, you've got some big, big, skillful players that are, and he's no slouch. He's running, Benny Murdoch's running 40, 50 metres to score a try, a bit David Fafita esque. You know. I think. I, t- I said they're going to be tough to beat every week. And yeah. I think they'll win two or three trophies. So. I think one thing that Blake Austin's done as well, from, from what I can see, I don't know if there's any truth behind this, but. With Kev Brown being injured and the type of player that uh, Blake Austin is, I think it's give Depp Patton regular game time to play in the arse, which he hasn't really had. He's been coming off as an, uh, off the bench as a sub in Ucker or halfback for probably 15 minutes a game for the last couple of years. And I think with Blake Austin being a, run, a lot of a running half, it's allowing Deck Depp Patton to sort of play the game that he wants to play in. I think he's playing really well. You look at the amount of tries that left wing is scoring at the minute. Mamo and yep. Lyon have both played there and Depp Patton's putting a few of them on a the plate for him. So I think I think that little balance that they've got, Austin and, and, and Patton, is yeah. really working at the minute. And I think it's good to see Deck get some game time because he's, he's playing really well. Yeah, right. A couple more questions. Uh, a few people asking how long I'm out for, when I'm back. Um I met with a surgeon last week. He, he says another th- three mu- three to four months, but I'm looking to be back sooner than that. Good, mate. That recovery comes fast. Yeah, that's no, um, very good recovery. A, qu- a question here for you then. How many um, how many points do you think a team needs to stay up this season? Ask Well, get your comments as well coming in, folks that are listening. How many points do you think you need this year to stay up from relegation? What do you think that relegation spot is going to be. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just curious, who do you think is going down? I mean, does are people are people literally thinking Leeds are going to go down? Do you think they're in uh, we're a quarter way through the year. It's a long year, anything can change. You can see that every year the, the table shifts dramatically even up until the last three quarters. Does people think Leeds can be relegated here? Um just another topic. Airport ban over the Easter weekend. I haven't heard about this. This is just from Keenan Wilkes. Yeah, airport ban over the Easter weekend. Is that any is truth to that? With Brexit. Uh, there's been a suggestion. I don't know if it's true or not. That there's various airports in France and Spain that might be shut over Easter weekend, which will uh, 
really pleased fans wanted to go over to Catalan. Well, that's us. We we play Catalan on the Monday. Cast play Catalan. We yeah. play them on uh, on the Monday. We're travelling on this Sunday, I believe. Um, so on Lorette de Mar. Well, I don't, I don't know where we're flying to. Um, so I think we're flying to. We're flying to Barcelona, but um, if there's airports closed, that's going to be an absolute nightmare. It could really, genuinely. Um, interfere with preparation for the game so if if stuff needs to get changed late on then it could be really problematic mm. uh, it's been on uh, BBC and Sky that some 60,000 ground handling airport staff are cons- in Spain are considering an indefinite strike starting the Saturday of the Easter weekend no I'm paying them there you go wow. pay them pay, pay up Brexit <laughs> pay them up Brexit's fault um, right we'll go on to let us know if there's any coming about who the thing's going to get relegated as well. Yeah, well, they're coming in. Um, also, Catalan, so Catalan Saints, Saints going to the first loss of the season over at Catalan. Um, I think they were a great sort of matchup in this game between Fuad Yaha and Tommy Makinson on on that that edge. There were a couple of tries between them both, a couple of battles, and um, I've missed Catalan this game. Out on top. The, uh, I didn't watch it. I've watched. Uh, I've watched the highlights. I mean. The Saints were missing Lomax and another key player. I can't remember it was two two key players in their attacking sort of structures. And so Lomax, I think Danny Richardson stepped in. Um, but Catalan two going on the day. Um, so and it's a massive result for well. them. Much needed result. Yeah. Probably a result they didn't think they were going to get. Well, Catalan, you don't know whether they're going to be hot or cold. I mean, one week they're great, one week they're absolutely terrible. So, you know, that's a, that's a massive result and. I think that's a, a relief result for everybody else sort of chasing that top spot. So was Warrington. I think that's a massive result for us because now Warrington have gone top on points difference and, you know, it, it closes that gap. Uh, it's just a seesawing game. I mean, no one probably predicted of whatever. Was it 48 nil Wigan Catalans the other week? Yes. 46 nil or 48 nil. Yep. You would never be able to predict from that position that they would beat St. Helens 18-10. No, you wouldn't have ever thought so, but... And that was only a couple of weeks ago. So. Well, it was last week, wasn't it? So, massive result for Catalan. Uh, final result of the weekend, Salford 16, LFC 23. Big response from LFC after the Ramarine last week to Warrington. Uh, Salford at the moment, after the strong start to this season, struggling, I think. They haven't had a win in a couple of weeks and struggling with a bit of form and confidence, probably. Yeah, I mean, ever since they, they, they lost the game before they came to Cass. Yep. And then they've lost... Since I don't think they've picked up a win since I don't think. Yeah, and they um, were in they were in pretty good form the first. The first they were playing games. well. They were up top of the table, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know really know what's going. On. I mean, they've probably had a couple of tough tests over the last few weeks, but you know, big result for all FC after you know they've got a big response from getting hammered last week. So you know, all all pats on back to them. Yeah, and just on that, Talanoa retires effective yeah. immediately. Is it? So he's retired effective immediately. Um, due to back-to-back injuries. Now, I'm not too sure what kind of injuries they have been, but he has been sort of hit and miss for the last last year or so and due to injuries. So, you know, he's decided to retire and, and return back to Australia to be close to family and friends. I think, it, and out of all the wingers in the last couple of years, he's been one of the best for me to, to play, play against. He's, he was an absolute nightmare to tackle. He's yeah. one of the strongest runners of the ball out of backfield that I, I, I've had in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've faced him a couple of times and, well, I buried him into touch, but, you know, it's another story. <laughs> nah. uh, no, he hammered me a few times. Uh, apparently, it's knee and wrist problems for, for Talano. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's always sad to see somebody retire um, through injury, but, 
you know, these things happen in the game. It's it's tough. Hopefully, it's had a big payout and they can go back and buy some a very nice beach house. Yeah, I don't think that's happening in this draft. <laughs> Not unless you got paid out about fifteen million. <laughs> um, Average house price in Sydney one million. Average house price in Sydney. In yeah, City I think Center. I think I read an article. You got to you got to be earning between you and your spouse mm. a million. Which yearly, is to dive into the market, That's which ridiculous. is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, right. Just not Piccadilly. <laughs> That's expensive down there, you know. Yeah, no, I've been down there. Um, anyway, the on the predictions from last week, so Leeds, you went, um, me and yourself both went Leeds actually. You and um, Billy Jonesy, Brad Dyer went up for Wigan. Obviously, Cass won that one. We all went Wakey. We all went Warrington. Me and you went Saints. Brad went Catalan. Very good pick there. Great um, pick. I know, yeah. Great then, pick, um, Dwyer. Doggy went, Dwyer. You went Salford and me and Brad went also. You picked up two out of five possible points, mate, which is shocking. I picked up three, so that uh, brings my total up to 12. And yourself on a measly th- nine. Right. Kobe Dickinson has said, personally, I think the lifetime ban for the people that let off pyro is a bit of a, a bit much. Uh, and he thinks it gets the atmosphere going. So there's been a lifetime ban put on people, pyros. Easy. Well, there, I mean, there were a couple at our game over the weekend. They're not great, obviously, if you're stood behind sticks and somebody lobs a, a flare right next to us where we stood at, um, stood after conceding a try and you're trying to breathe and all, all that. All that's yeah, unless it lands in the depths of your lungs. I think, I mean, you're all right. It's, it's not that... It's, it's not life-threatening, but it's not, it's not great. And I, I do get that there is a bit of uh, atmosphere g- generated by them, but you know, health and safety first, folks. There's children about in them crowds. There's no place in the game for it. Um, so we'll go on to um, a bit of news. A bit of news through the week, Jai. What's uh, news? Well, I've already talked about uh, Talanoa retiring. We've talked about your mate, uh, Aiva something funny. Or whatever you said. Is Some it? funny guy. Um, yeah. And just... The only video that's getting passed around of him, like, here you go, Leeds fans, it's him missing the kickoff at the wrong end of the field. Have you seen it? No. He stands at the wrong end. He comes out of the tunnel at halftime. He goes right, and his team's lining up left for the kick. How far did he go? To the dead ball line, and he stood there for about 30 seconds like this, and then he kicks in his his team's all the way up the other end of the field waiting for the kick, so he has to run 110 metres. Did he take that next count, that kickoff? No, I, I don't think so. Well, you kicked it straight to him. Well, the video just doesn't go that far. Turn round, bang, straight to him. Let's see if he can cope with this carry. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just what needs Leeds fans need, isn't it? Right. Um, news on well, devastating news, really. I mean, we don't really want to bring negative, negative things to the podcast. But Don Manfredi out for the rest of the year due to another um, ACL knee injury. So Back, is, it, is it three the same leg? Two, he's just done back-to-back ACLs on the same knee. Uh, he's now done his other, I believe. He's done one at Cass, and then he's done another at Cass. I mean, doesn't seem to be a really nice oh. place for him to go down as a Weldon Road for Don Manfredi. But uh, I just want to wish him best of luck, really, um, with his recovery. Hopefully he comes back from that. I mean, it's it's not great. It's one of the worst injuries in the game that you can get, really, Especially for a winger who's who's got got a lot of pace, ACL's a bit a big thing to come back from. Um, yeah, well, it is for any player. But I've had some major injuries, but I haven't had any 
knee, touch wood. Well, I haven't had any of these. Bone disease in your knee, but it's yeah, not Yeah, really. but, uh, you know, it's something that, I don't know, that heals and I feel like I, you just, I get over that, but I feel like ACLs and these, like, key instruments in the body that allow you to be a winger and everything that, just, you know, your speed is everything, your change of footwork is everything, your acceleration is everything. I just, I just, yeah, as you said, I wish him the best of luck. I hate, I hate hearing about bad injuries, especially repeated injuries. And yeah, I mean, th- this is now two wingers this year. So Tom Johnson done his same knee ACL. Don Manfredi's now done three ACLs in his career. These are two young, athletic, powerful, quick wingers. It, it brings me on to the fact is, is the game getting that fast, that and people are getting that strong and that quick that bodies just can't cope with it anymore i think uh, an article came out in the nrl last year that they were comparing some of the injuries that were happening like dislocated elbows and like you just didn't see these things back in the day we you've seen some rough hits and i mean it was brutal and there was some people of them seem to get go. knocked out more probably back in the day but yeah. that's because it, there was more time to be a grub but yeah. then there is you haven't got time for it now the, the game's that quick you haven't got time to be a grub yeah, Barry McDermott, you listening? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kelvin Skerritt was a master of it. Yeah, but yeah, I think a medical professional in Australia has said like, you know, some of these, the only time you see these injuries is car crashes and just dislocated knees and dislocated elbows and, you know, snapped radiuses and ulnars. And, you know, it does beg the question, is the game, it, it just, the way it's progressing with training and strength and and everything like there's no there's no way and i'm never saying the game back in the day was was soft or anything like that i'm not saying that at all i think it was ruthless and it was crazy at times but just as far as skill and strength and and speed is concerned there is no way that any center or winger in the game could come up against like a a, a peak greg inglis and stand a chance no way that's my opinion I, I agree. The games, players these days are, are conditioned to be the fastest, strongest, fittest version of themselves that they can yeah. be. And that's all done throughout pre-season. Then you come straight away, start a season, everybody's in peak physical condition as quick, mm. the, the top of the game, and then you just throw everybody on the field to just rip absolute, just rip each other to pieces. And where, where it, uh, Cass obviously it's well documented at the minute that we're going through quite a, a big uh, injury crisis there's, we've got a couple of people coming back but we've had a lot of injuries so far and it begs a question I was speaking to our physio and he he seems to think that the game well he thinks that the game is going in in the way of you play the game and you recover as best as possible till your next play again rather yeah. than recover for a couple of days then train and train you know work on defence and working on fitness and working on balls and literally putting that many miles so if you're doing probably 4k a session uh, 4 to 5k a session after you've two three days after you've played it's putting people in high risk of, of muscle tears and stuff like that and, fa- and fatigue and then people's bo- some people's bodies can deal with it some people are just made out of different stuff and you can just deal with it you look at people like Watsy he's made out you just keep never going. had an injury yeah. never, like, and then you look at someone like Benny Roberts who's like you'd know just as well as me his training regime and his recovery process and his diet and his training while he's training is exceptional yeah i've not met anyone that uh, is you know, as professional has the, yeah has the it? vitamins eats well has a diet uh, treats his body like a palace and, and then, then he gets injured having fish and chips and yeah and bloody 
pear drops. Yeah, pear <laughs> drops and Luke goes left, right, and centre, and, and you know he probably he likes a drink. Does what's it? So he's a, he has a drink, and and some people just don't drink at all, and th- it can be the way of some people that don't really think that too much about the diet and stuff and just can, can go through a season without even picking up an injury and then yeah, some people bizarre. just can be as professional and down to the T as possible and just out of the blue, bang, just tear, tear something. And, you know, it, it's hard to say that who's, who's the people that can withstand it all. But well, there's, And there's no questions being asked. Well, the question is being asked, uh, should we shorten the games? Should we shorten the season? But really, all you actually see coming out as fact is let's introduce more games and more games and more games. I mean, well, England, you got if you're a high-end player in the NRL and you're playing for Australia or New Zealand or you name it, or you're an England player and you're playing for England or England Knights or whatever. I mean, seriously, your your goal is to play for England as long as you can, right? Like that's the high end. That's your, that's your end game is to achieve the most in your career for as long as you can that has a downside of you don't stop playing footy. You don't recover. No. There's no time to recover. There isn't time in a year long enough to recover from No, I games. mean, what, what, I think NRL, you get a minimum of six weeks off. Super League, you can get as little as four. Well, you, you make that grand there's final. There's no rule on how much time you have to have off. In the NRL, in you have to have a minimum after, of six weeks After the off. season finishes, you have a minimum of six weeks and over Christmas, you have two weeks. That's yeah. in the NRL. Over here, you... Well, we I know we don't have any time off over Christmas, and, and, and I mean, um, from a club's point of view, these are your star players. These are the players you want back in that fold as quick as possible because they help add to the team. They you know they have leadership qualities. They they constantly need to be around. So the club wants them back as quick as possible. But I can't. I don't know where it's progressing to. I don't know how they're going to keep it up. One thing as well that you know is that the administrators of the game are trying to do. They're trying to come up with new rules every year that speed. Speed the game up, make it more exciting for viewers to watch. But then, is that still them pushing people's bodies too far? I, I am trying to say that the game needs to, you know, pull back and it, it needs to become softer. I, I really don't. I, you know, the game's a tough spot. It's for tough people to play. It's incredibly difficult. You're, you're literally left out there to die sometimes, and you've just got to deal with it and get through it. Um, but is it going to get to a point where? There's just people breaking down left, right, and centre. And, and to be honest, we don't get paid. You know, I know people. Look, people don't think that like people think that we get paid a lot of money. We do get paid a lot of money, but we do not get paid near enough on what our bodies go through. No, no way. Not, oh, not you don't have to look at football to see that. I mean, no, I, I'm I'm sat here now thinking, Simo and. Uh, Jonesy, can I get start getting paid because <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing after rugby. I have no idea, and and I know as soon as I retire, I need a job immediately because I could probably go a month to a month without a job, but then I'm running out of money for bills. Yeah, but I ain't got a mortgage paid off. I'm not going to have a mortgage paid off. I don't um, even have a mortgage. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I think at Bradford this year we played six trial games. Or f- f- don't quote that me on that. Just way too bad. Five or six, right? Stupid. So not uh, we we played six right. So I didn't play in all of them, obviously, but six trial games, then twenty six in season games, then playoffs. Yeah, but you got cup games in there as well. Then cup games, then the nineteen ninety five cup. Is it called nineteen eighty five? Nineteen eighty five cup. Eighteen ninety five. Eighteen ninety five. Sorry, yeah, it was wrong decade. Um, wrong decade. Wrong century. I mean, wrong century. <laughs> God. Preparation is the key. Um, yeah, so what are we talking about there? I'm not a mathematician. Joe. 
What the eighteen ninety five got? So we got. Oh, you've got thirty. Four there, twenty six. There's thirty plus the trials, thirty five plus playoffs. If we make them, thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine. The winner of. The pl- our league, or whatever's, yeah. yeah, and then you, she's talking four games. Toulouse and um, Toronto aren't involved in that cup as well, so they just get to chill out. Have a break. Yeah. If it's not if it's not bad enough that they're just pumping everyone at the top of the table, we'll give them a couple of weeks off mid season. <laughs> See if they can thrash us a little bit more. So we, the game, the game, forty think, games. You're looking yeah, at forty it, games. Like, four you look and at how many weeks, weeks are actually in the season. The fifty-two weeks in the season. Yeah. Um, you've got pre-season in there which generally lasts three months yeah and that's well, not even got, four weeks got, off so you're getting a home two, program let's say two months of pure pre-season with no friendly so you've got eight weeks there you're, you're looking at a maximum of four weeks off yeah and that's not four weeks off that's four weeks that's two weeks of home. chill out two weeks of home program yeah get yourself back and um in an half decent shape before you come back for pre-season now I choose uh, willingly to ignore that fact. Yeah, I do. And I um, never done a home program in my life. I probably do maximum a week's worth of training for the comeback, and that's out of pure panic because I actually realise how much of a fat person I have then turned into. Yeah, and I, I realise that I need to do something because then the start of preseason is just going to be hell, and I'm in fat club, which yeah. happens anyway. Right, just on a few comments. Um, Charlene Wardle just joined. What have I missed? Well, darling, you've missed a you lot. You missed 45 minutes, love. <laughs> That's what you missed. 45 <laughs> minutes. Peter Rabby says, Peter Rabby or Raby? Raby, I would say. Would you? Yeah. I had a teacher called Miss Raby. Oh, she then married another teacher. Bit of um. Maybe it's Pete over here. She's married could Pete. Be, could be. No, that, isn't that him? Pete Raby. That might be him. I think that's... He was would, he would, uh, a chef, I think. Is he a chef? I think that might be him, you know. Pete, get in touch with the dude. You're this mystery <laughs> man. That's quite embarrassing. Uh, right, anyway. He reckons leads for relegation. Um, only other team he could possibly think of is London, but at this stage, they look the better side. Leads don't look fit, structured. And Jonesy, Pete reckons you got no team spirit. You're looking over there as if he's sat over there. Yeah, I'm pretending he was, mate. It's all about the falsifiers behind the camera. Yeah, yeah Jonesy. Yeah. <laughs> ruined um, it. Anymore? Right, Pete, get in touch if, if you're that guy, the chef uh, that married the school teacher. But if you're not, sorry about that. Enjoy the show and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be awkward if it's him. I hope it's it is. Funny, get though. him on the show. We've got a spare seat. Yeah, give him to cook a few sausage rolls and sausage cheese and bean melts up for us. Oh, you remember him like it was just yesterday. Yeah, I, do, yeah. I used to enjoy lunch. There's a former fat kid myself. No, it's not hard um, to believe you. One, one, you know, genius story coming out of rugby league this week, and I've, uh, it's happening at a few sporting clubs at the minute now. Um, Halifax had a very strange guest on their um, uh. in their match day this week. Scott Morell was uh, accompanied. By I was only go- well, I would suggest he's forty plus years of age on his stag do yeah. as the mascot for Halifax. Now apparently his favourite player is Scott Morell. I had to actually look at the video a couple of times because I couldn't figure out which one was Scott Morell. But... <laughs> 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 um, no, um... I, well, looking at Scott Morell and and his mascot stood side by side in full kit, you would have thought that they probably are both players just yeah. walking on holding hands. He was. It was. Terrified as well, the poor bloke. Oh, he didn't know about it. Genius. I thought it was 
yeah. So what a what a stitch up. Yeah, it's, I think good old fashioned stitch yeah, up. It is. He's in full strip. It's a. It's tight. It's not. A, it's not a like. Um, it's not the shirts that you buy from the shop that are different fit. You know that are like a baggy yeah, fit. Yeah. It looks like it was absolutely sprayed on this bloke, didn't it? it yeah. Fit. It fit. Oh. You look like a ham and it cheese wasn't toasty. Flattering. Wasn't flattering. Yeah. It looked like what? A ham and cheese toasty with a bit of, you know, when you really squish it. Yeah, down don't like the stuff comes out the edges. <laughs> like a couple delicious. Of links, couple of link sausages, but not nutritious. Anyway, that that was a, uh, you know, a, a, a good sort of story coming out of rugby league this week. Um, also, we'll go on to uh, this slightly. Let, Wigan fans, if you're listening, let, let me know your thoughts on this. So Sean Edwards apparently no nearer decision on joining Wigan at the end of the year. Um, I think this is a huge slip up from Wigan and I'm not getting him to sign a contract when he agreed to join the club but I mean what, what's going on there? We had this conversation when they came out that they've signed coach and another coach for the consecutive yeah. year ridiculous I mean they deserve all the media beat up they get at the moment because why would you ever release we said this what if Adrian Lamb kills it like yeah. hypothetically what if he just crushes it he's not because they're coming second last but um, what if he just absolutely crushes it Gets into a grand final, wins a grand final, what if and they then win the leaves. Challenge? So what if, well, they could well and truly go on a run here and completely... Win know, the Challenge Cup, whatever. Some, yeah, win yeah. Challenge Cup. So, based on that, if he does that, aren't Wigan fans going to be saying one thing? Keep him, keep him, keep him. Well, but they've got, so. And they're going to change the entire ethos of a team by bringing a different person in with different morals, different um, people skills, different approach on a team. I mean, why you would ever... Acknowledge that one coach is coming and he's leaving, and we've already signed a coach for the following year is ridiculous. It, it, it is mind-boggling. I mean, my thought is of it is he, he's saying in the media now that it's no closer uh, near a, de- a decision to join in Wigan at the end of the uh, when he finishes rugby union at the start of next year for Wigan. Um, I think he's going to have bigger money offers still available to him within rugby union, yeah. and then. What it's gonna? I think then it comes down to a money decision, and so then they've got to do what everyone else would have normally done and find a coach. <laughs> yeah. So or resign their or resign Adrian Lamb. Right, um, but then all that that would they give him another chance if he has a terrible year? Or you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. So um, listen, I think we're going to be in a, a difficult situation, here. and if if there is any Wigan fans or even fans in general that have got you know any thoughts or comments on this, please get in touch with us. I'd love to see what everybody else is thinking, but I, I, well, Mary, I'll tell you what Mary's thinking. Hey, Mary, is Wigan a poison chalice Ooh. just now? Ooh, Mary, Mary, you're getting you're getting more ruthless every year. She's doing a bit of reading. Yeah, poison right. Um, here's a good one, <laughs> and we probably don't have this on the topics to bring up, so I'm glad you brought it up. Daniel Murphy, who's a top fan, I acknowledge top fans. I appreciate it. Uh, Warrington's marketing keeps on smashing it another promo video for the Saints game and also banner between the two Twitter accounts have you seen any of this? yeah that's all it yeah right I was going to tweet the uh, wire flyer if no one beats the wire flyer in the next two months oh he got beat yeah but they give him a massive head start somebody beat him he gives him a massive head start yeah he had like 30 yard I ain't giving the wire flyer a head start if he's listening if someone can get this to him I'll take on the wire flyer off scratch and I'll bury you at the Halliwell Jones and head home there you go. I, I like this. I like the look of this. Do you wear a morph suit? As I'll get the morph suit on. <laughs> I'll get a, one of them what? black latex. What are they called? I think a, it's gimp a gimp suit. Assless <laughs> <laughs> chaps. Yeah. And I'll thrash him. All oh, right. Oh, so God, can you imagine that. Uh, I think that'd be a great race, by the way. What's going on here? 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, never mind. Um, but yeah, on on the uh, the marketing by Warrington, I think they've been they've been awesome all, all, all year. They're thinking outside the box, and um, a bit of bounce. Yeah, like I said, a bit of bounce flying yeah. about between that I, and the Saints. I mean, it was quite funny though because. Uh, Warrington put up the the video about them beating Saints or something once, and then the reply was Saints winning like the cup like six times. Yeah, like when my friend success like burn. Yeah, I think I think it's it's only good for Super League because that's. uh, I mean, if you're a Cass fan or you're a Wakey fan or whatever, if you see this sort of thing, you have no involvement in it, right? But when they start having cracks at each other and a bit of banter and stuff, that's where where you can share it. And like, you will see videos being shared by Wakey fans that don't have anything to do with Wakefield and it grows the game. It helps, you know, people pick it up. Lad Bible picks it up. It's just funny stuff. I mean, that Scott Morell thing, Lad Bible. Yeah, yeah. Lad Bible's reposted it, so. I mean, um, one thing on it as well is it's made me excited. I was excited to watch the Saints Warrington game this week, which is this week, uh, which I think is Friday. it, it makes me even more excited to watch that fixture. Yeah. And that's going to be a massive game. And just if you're at the game, I think they did a, they did a thing for school kids. Um, I think they invited like hundreds of school kids and they, they closed out a section for the, all the school kids. Did you see about this? Yeah. Um, Good nod. Yeah, Give thanks, mate. Advice. Looks like I'm looking at no one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they got heaps of school kids. Some of them was their first time watching rugby league and that's just another aw- awesome initiative. And it, it I don't see how it doesn't come back to help the club. I mean, why wouldn't you just go into schools and say, right, anyone that wants to come to the game, come grab a ticket. Every school kid gets a ticket, and what do they do when they get home? They ask their parents if they can go to the game. The yeah. adults pay, the kid gets in for free. Hold on, Simple Josh, marketing things that can earn your club a whole lot of money, but they just decide not to. Uh, Wigan, as well, have been doing something uh, recently where there's an area allocated for autism, autistic kids, yeah. special All kids, right, kids yeah. to get them in and get them feeling comfortable, which is also deserves a bit of yeah mate yeah, it's no, awesome yeah, and well, I don't know why I think it helps if it. you've got a pretty new stadium to do so yeah a bit difficult Cass uh, they do the best but a bit difficult uh, just on that wire flyer Kukash team oh, accept Kukash's challenge Kukash wants to race him doesn't yeah he? he's racing him he's racing him this is weekend it, I think is it, it is oh please I don't know what he's thinking because um, I well, watched how much of an end start is Kukash going to get uh, 90 125 meter head start. <laughs> he's just gonna um, run 25 meters. Yeah, no, they've got to do it with a glass of wine and not spill any though. So Kuko's probably got him covered. <laughs> um, we need a giant Marwan and flyer race. Uh, right, so say if it was you, it's Kev if it Penny. Was, yeah, if uh, no, it's already been released. Oh, is it? Has it? Yeah. Warrington released it. It might be. A, I don't know if it actually is. It. Oh well, maybe it's not. That's what I got. I think it just be having everyone on. I don't know. But listen, right? If you was the wire flyer, how much of an head start would you give Marwan Kukash? Pre pre bottle of red wine. Pre. Not you, him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> pre bottle, no. So he's yeah. sober. Yeah, he's sober. Yeah. Oh, God, who wants to watch that? Um, I want to watch that. I think it'd be genius. All right, I'm gonna say. L- legit 60 meters so he's got 140 so you reckon you can you can catch him with 60 meter head start yeah if if the wire flies if the wire flies given Kukash 20 meters head start he needs to give it up that's not entertainment no it's not is that all he's giving him 20 meters that's a beat down that's not entertainment that's that's bullying I don't really does Kukash do any speed training is my question no I reckon he could run to the fridge quicker than most people, though. Yeah, it depends where he runs from. If it's from right next to the fridge, maybe. 
Kukash has said uh, on Twitter that he needs at least a 100 metre handicap to uh, stand a chance. Nah, that's too much. Dude, I'm doing the math really quickly. That means he only has to run the 100 metres in 25 seconds to beat <laughs> doing him. it backwards and blindfolded. That's what I mean. He only needs to run that 100 metres 25 seconds. Yeah, to because beat him. Otherwise, the wire flyer must be doing a, uh, an yeah, 11 flat. Yeah, 200 metres with a turn in. Yeah, not going to happen. Yeah. Um, um, look... Let's get Marwan. Let's that? get Marwan on the show, yeah, because I broke the, I broke the twelve barrier a few times, you know. Um, let's get Marwan on the show. I reckon we could get him. Start, start. Everyone just tweets to his account to get him on the show. I actually spoke to him about uh, getting him on uh, a show. Um, he said he was going to do it, and then we just uh, we lost contact. So yeah, let's, let's reignite that one. Tweet him. Uh, Christine Baker says it's a bit of an early start I work till 5pm Christine that's fine we appreciate the that's commitment fine. download it on your usual yeah, you can get uh, your, podcast platforms get your podcast fix it's, um, it's available it's available it is available anyway you can also re-watch this if you want but better to uh, download it yeah. anyway we've got I didn't realise this we've got 6 minutes left so we've got to go up over all time flies when you're having fun predictions so um, just me and you this week Jay obviously um Oh really? Um, there's only four Super League games this week because four are involved in Challenge Cup, so we'll go through all all, all the fixtures. So Uddersfield, Cass, I obviously won't do this one, but Jay, Sat, Uddersfield, what am I? What so I was just reading the comment. <laughs> A show that show can't be named. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where it is. It's on me. It's dairy air. Um, so Uddersfield, Cass, where are you going to go? Just just for the sake of... I'm going Huddersfield. Ooh. Sorry, boys. Um, right, so St. Helens, Warrington, massive game. At Saints. Okay. Jesus. I'm going to go Warrington. Why? Um, I think I am as well, you know. A Michael Dublé upset. Double weeks. Consecutive oh, weeks. Right. See what I did, I did there. Oh, so Double going back Double. to back losses. Ooh, are they going to go back to back losses? Well, apparently, well, I put one you think so. Yeah. Uh, Wakey, next fixture. Wakey, we're going over at Wakey. Wakey, like, I think this is the third home game in a row. It's a joke. What's happening Ooh, here? Who's, who's spun this draw? No, no this isn't. Uh, this isn't Challenge Cup. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh. what? The 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 next. Yeah, I know. What's games, who's spun? Wakey, you've got three games in a row. Oh, I don't know who's who's come up with that. Ridiculous. No. Uh, I'm going to go. Wakefield can't be happy with Wigan can't be happy I'm with that Wakey. second half and I know Bruffy's kicking <sighs> I know Bruffy's kicking well apparently yeah, uh, next fixture Catalans or FC Jay is that Catalan <sighs> I'm going to go Catalan I'm going Catalan you can't beat Saints and then lose to Hull FC you can't do it right then we're on to the four teams that are in Challenge Cup so you're going to go Leeds work it in I'm going to Leeds it's at Leeds Okay. I can't go Leeds. I can't go Leeds. What against oh, Wigan? Yeah. Oh no, maybe not. <laughs> Leeds. <laughs> Jones. I hope Jones is not listening to the other room. Nah, he's good. He's got <laughs> business. Gonna walk out, so big. He's got swinging business. Swinging arm. Uh, Salford Rochdale. I'm gonna Salford. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go for a sol a full. Yeah. Super Salford. Leeds. Oh, I don't. I'm know going Bron- London Broncos against Halifax. You're going Salford as well, and you're going London. Salford, London. So you're going London against Halifax, and then. Is that Halifax? Yeah, and I don't think KR will lose. Um, I'm going to 
thought London, but I don't, I don't know. And the mighty Bradford Bulls have got e. Featherstone Rose. You KR. The old flame. Yeah, I'm going to go KR. At home again. Controversial last time. What One was? point in it. We took the, Which, who, took the chocolates against? against Fev. First game of the season. Took the chocolates in a dubious uh, try. Allowed in the final stages of the game from a Dane Chisholm knock-on, but they gave it a try. Uh, you're not going to complain, are you? No, no. Two Good points. Away, mate. Um, anyway, that's, believe it or not, all we've got time for. That's a show. That's a wrap. That's a shout. So uh, thanks for all for joining in. Thanks for your comments. Uh, and just once again, we're sponsored by DMP Fabricators and Solo Sheeting. So if you've got any fabrication needs or roofing needs, uh, get in touch with us. Uh, and this email, info at dpfabricators.com. Yeah, and, that's uh, available on screen as well. Yes, it is. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.